happy and we're singing and we're colored. Give me a high five. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Eyeball Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Williams, also known as D-Will, the coach, and I'm here with my co-host. He's back in the building, my big brother, Brian Williams, a.k.a. Coach Chill Will. What up, Chill? What's good, man? How y'all doing out there today? Hey, man, let's get it in. Man, we got another great episode for y'all, man. Uh, last week, we talked about uh, shot clock, man. Shot clock. Shot clock, shot clock, shot clock, shot clock. Alabama needs a shot clock. We need a universal shot clock throughout the entire high school basketball, if you ask me. And I had a lot of people who hit me up from last week's episode who agree with me. Uh, it was one who I saw. Listen, I literally saw one person who did not agree. Uh, and when I asked him, I can't wait to hear your explanation for it. Of course, he never responded because he don't got one. He probably just wanted to troll. So, yeah, man, uh, shot clocking out and and, and, and High school basketball, not only in the state of Alabama, that's what we talk, so we talk the state of Alabama, but throughout the entire universe of high school basketball. Coach Chillwill, you were out last week, man. You were out last week, so we didn't get to hear your thoughts on this. So kind of give us a rundown, man. What, what are your thoughts on, on, on the shot clock in high school basketball? Hey, man, uh, yeah, I missed out last week, man. You had a very good uh, conversation piece going on, man. You did a really good job. But, yeah, just to, just to touch bases a little bit on what you were talking about with the shot clock. Man, it's very necessary. It's very necessary in the game of today's game. And, and for guys that are just moving and playing and trying to get to the next level, you need it. Because one thing we see here in Alabama is one thing that I'm noticing is our game is so much more slower than almost every other state's game across the country. Because a lot of those states have already uh, adopted uh, having the shot clock involved in their games. So when kids come from the state of Alabama, if they're not playing high, high-level AAU, they have no opportunity to play fast-paced basketball. And and we think we're playing fast-paced. But once you have a shot clock, and I think it's what, 35? Where? Uh, just high yeah, school. High school yeah. yeah, high school is 35. So once you have a shot going up every 35 seconds, that's going to speed up the pace of the game. Uh, you know, a lot of times we have games here in the state of Alabama, you'll go into the half and the score is 12-10. But the reason that is is because the game is moving at such a slow pace and one thing that I'm kind of noticing, guys that are getting ready to go to the next level, it's an adjustment process for them to even get ready and get acclimated to what's going on on the next level when they play. Like, man, you got to understand, when you're playing defense and playing offense and playing your game and doing some of those things, when the pace of the game picks up, your conditioning has to pick up. So a lot of guys, you know, and, and when you do something over and over and over again, you're conditioned to kind of do it at that pace. So I think – you know, adopting a shot clock here in Alabama and having those things, it's just going to help players from this area continue to uh, build on their games and have an opportunity to get to the next level. Man, listen, man, we're steps behind, man. Like I said last week, we are way, way, way behind. Like, even though it gets psychological and people don't want to understand this, but think about it like this. When a coach is recruiting a player to come to his school, he's recruiting a player that he wants to know that can help him. So if he's – and we always say – Alabama's under-recruited. We're under-recruited because half of those kids that they know they're getting, they know they have to teach a whole totally different game. They're a step behind. So, yes, our athletes will be under-recruited because of – I'm not – listen, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, oh, they're not going to recruit Alabama because they don't have a shot clock. No, it's coaches out there that understand this kid can play, but can he play at this pace? Can he play at this level? Can he do the things I need him to do once I get him on campus? But why should I have to get a kid – that is already a step behind. 
Why can't I get a kid that's ready-made to come to me? Why can't I get that? Uh, if I can get it from Georgia, guess where I'm going to go grab that kid from? From Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. Exactly. If I can go get him from South anywhere else, man, I'm just saying, let's get to the times because being behind, we damn sure ain't going to never catch up. Right. We ain't going to never catch up if we always just don't say, hey, we're going to do it our way. We're always going to be behind. Let's catch up with the times. That's all I'm saying. And the shot clock, and like I said, shot clock is not going to solve all problems. It's just a step in the right direction. Right. It's right. a step in the right. It gets us on the path to getting to where we're playing. Let me ask you this, though, Chill. Uh, do you agree with me here that what we're doing right now, it's not even the game of basketball. Like, nowhere else in the world do they play this brand of basketball. So why are we changing the game on this level to what it's not what everything else is that happens in the game of basketball. I, clarify that for me when you say this brand. This brand of basketball without a shot clock. Okay. Without a shot clock, without a structured universal shot clock, we're playing a different basketball game than everywhere else in the world. Not the country, but the world plays with the shot clock. We are the only brand of basketball that doesn't do that. Why is that? Well, I agree with you 110%. And, and you said something earlier, man. Pace. Man, you get out here and watch basketball, man. We we had an opportunity to get out the last couple of summers and watch some high-level basketball, and even going all the way back when John Wall came out. And we really didn't really tap into it at that time when we went to the early days of the uh, Peach Jam, mm -hmm. when they were playing with a shot clock back then and just understanding when you're seeing guys from the Houston area, from the Texas area, and from some of those areas just playing high, high-level basketball. And you got to understand, Alabama had teams in the Peach Jam but we didn't always fare well. We didn't always finish at the top. We didn't we I don't I can't remember one time we even finished in the top 4 to top 8 of winning Peach Jam or anything that was going I on think with just, Nike. just 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 here recently uh oh. when they had Kobe Jones and and that crew. Okay, okay, great. Well, and one thing that I'm saying is the reason is guys are playing so much slower here. And like I said earlier, you know, if you had some kids that kind of grew up, you know, 16 and under, 17 and under, they had a year or two to play up under the shot clock, so they had an understanding of what it was to play a little faster. But if you got another kid that just wasn't playing high level, that doesn't mean he wasn't a really good basketball player. He had no opportunity to play at that level. Yeah, they don't that know. That speed. They don't know. They just, period, they don't know. It's faster, bro. It, it, they don't understand. And people be like, oh, no, nah, we're not talking about they're going to be moving faster. The thought process has to happen faster. You have to know how to play on the fly. Coaches have to coach. Right. You can't sit out there and say, I'm going to hold the ball. I'm going to do this. I'm going to stall. I'm going to go through all, these, all that different BS that we see in Alabama high school basketball. We don't have to deal with that when you put that shot clock on their ass. Like I said last week, when I put that shot clock on them it makes them coach differently it makes players play differently it makes the understanding of the game of basketball different because like we were just talking about there's no other brand of basketball that's played like this they don't listen it's here's here's my net they don't play a high school football game without a play clock right it's always running they don't play it without a it might it's, it's i think it's what 45 seconds something like that i'm somebody it's, clarify it's a clock, for me. Though. But they play under a play clock. They have a certain amount of time to run a play. Why is that? In college, they do it. In the pros, they do it. So why? And so what do they do? Yeah. They do it in high school. It's the same brand of football from high school all the way through professionals. Why are we playing a different brand of basketball on the high school level than we're playing in college than we're playing in the professional level? It makes absolutely no sense. And not only that, this kind of reminds me of weed. 
<laughs> it really does. Yeah, it reminds me of weed because weed is legal in Alabama, but it's it's, it's 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 legal in other places. Right. So why are we in Alabama not having the shot clock, but they got the shot clock in other places? So, like I mentioned, Coach Christian Swears, he went over to, to Hoops Given, played under the shot clock. He loved it. Right. Said we need it. Like, I see all these evaluators and writers that I talk to in other areas that say, hey, man, we got this here in Georgia, and it makes the game so much better. So why are we dragging our feet on it here and having – only thing we're doing is putting our athletes at a disadvantage. That's what we're doing. It's just putting our athletes at a disadvantage. Not only our athletes at a disadvantage, it's putting our coaches at a disadvantage. Right. Every coach – listen, when you're a coach, you desire to move up. I don't think any coach comes into this thing coaching high school basketball instead of I'm say, I'm going to coach this for 40 years. This is what I want to do for the next 40. Bro, it's been a very long time since I've seen a high school basketball coach from the state of Alabama go to the next level. Bucky. Can you name another? Listen, I was waiting on you. Can you name another? Shoot. So my thing is, and and I guarantee if we got an opportunity to talk to um to talk to Bucky McMillan, the head coach, former head coach at Mountain Brooklyn won all those championships and now the head coach at Sanford at Sanford. I guarantee you talk to him. It was an adjustment from him going from high school to college, learning how to coach under that shot clock. Right. I guarantee it was an adjustment for and him. And even though he played really fast at Mountain Brook. And even though he played really fast at Mountain Brook, the shot clock wouldn't have mattered to them. However, playing under it psychologically makes you play a different game. You have to prepare for that. You, you know have what I'm to. saying? It's something that's going on. You have the game plan when you had that shot clock going up every 35 seconds. And like I say, 35 seconds is just what the clock is. Yeah. They're trying to get them up in 12, Tw- right, 8, right, 6. They right. get trying to get those shots up. It's just a matter of, th- man, listen, let's catch up with the times. Let's please catch up. Let's catch up with the times. Let's give our, not only our student athletes, but let's give our coaches an advantage going to the next level because everybody desires to go to the next level. And whether you want to believe it or not, every single player that plays basketball in the state of Alabama, if they have the opportunity to go on and play past high school, they're going to play under a shot clock. It's going to happen. So let's not put them at a disadvantage now to where now when they get on campus, they're behind the eight ball. But, but you, you know, the biggest thing you're talking about, it's, it's the game. We got we to gotta make sure here in Alabama that we're staying up on the game because uh, – we, you know, we had Brutech Rams go over to a Newton High School last week mm-hmm. and play in a tournament. Mm-hmm. And and their coaching staff was all up. And, and you know, you got, the, you got the rule where you get seven fouls, you get into the bonus, you, right. shoot, you shoot your one and one. Then you get to the ten fouls and you shoot two. Mm-hmm. So they got into a situation where they felt they had the seven fouls and they're, they're screaming at the referees, hey, it's time for us to shoot the one and one. And the referees had to let them know here in Georgia, we reset it after every quarter. So if you want to get into the one-on-one situation, you have to get seven fouls in one quarter. Man, you got to hoop. <laughs> you you want to be able to go shoot free throws yeah. the whole the whole yeah. half. Yeah. You got to hoop. And you know what those Coaches got to coach. Yeah. That's my whole thing, man. Let's stop taking the honus off them coaches and taking it off the players. Let's take away the participation trophy, and let's make these kids be what they are, and which are basketball players. Like I say, there's no other brand of basketball that is played the way you play basketball in the state of Alabama. And why is that? We need to change it ASAP, man. But like I say, man, we just wanted to go back and let y'all know, man, if you missed last episode, episode nine of the Eyeball Podcast, can we get a shot clock, bro, is the name of the episode, man. Go to anywhere you get your podcast, man, anywhere you get your podcast. Go download it, Little I B A L L podcast. You can also go to our website, eyeballradio.com, click on the podcast link, and go listen to all past podcasts, seasons one, two, and three, and our season episode nine that happened last week. 
with can we get a shot clock bro and oh listen i always pub this one man because these were some of my funnest episodes which started this series that we're kind of on uh go back and listen to the death of high school basketball part one and two you need to go back and listen to that. Go back and listen to that, and it will give you the prelude to where we are building to right now. You'll understand why we're talking about what we're talking about now when you go back and listen to those two episodes, man. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, that's what we want to talk about then, man. Now we're going to jump into what we're talking about this week, all right? What we're talking about this week. And, listen, we're not in the business of, of bashing, all right? We're not in the bashing business. We are in the truth-telling business. And, however, if the truth happens to be bashing to somebody well so be it i'm sorry i really don't care because i'm gonna tell the truth and if the truth hurts your feelings let your feelings be hurt and i got something i, I gotta get some off my chest b i got something on my chest that's really get it off your it, chest it, 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 it had it got me it got me itching let me say it like it got me itching now these damn referees whoo now, I understand. Referees, refereeing has always been horrible. I understand that. And guess what? It will never get better, probably, because it's, a, it's always the human element that's involved. We are dealing with humans, all right? And humans, what do they do, B? They make mistakes. They make mistakes, and especially when stuff is happening in real time. When it's, when it's happening fast, you're going to make mistakes. And you know what? I'm going to give you that. I'm going to give you that. But my thing is, I understand you can miss a call. I understand you can make a mistake. I understand you're a human and you might get emotional and let your emotions lead you to a call. However, when something's obvious, when something is obvious right there in your face and you still make the wrong call, that's shame on you, man. You shouldn't be in the position you're in if you're capable of making calls that bad. <laughs> If you're, making, if, if you're capable of making a call that bad, you shouldn't be doing this job. You shouldn't be getting your $35 out. Hey, $35, whatever the hell it is. You shouldn't be getting, listen, they need to dock your pay when you make mistakes that egregious. Right. And what are we talking about? Man, we're talking about uh, a call that was made uh, against Ramsey. I don't even know the hell Ramsey was playing. Carrington Kill, big kid from Ramsey. Can re- hey, listen, Carrington can play about 6'8" can play inside, outside, can go. He breaks loose on a fast break. He throws the basketball off the glass to himself, goes and catches it, and dunks it. The referee blows the whistle. Listen, if you go back and watch the video, I'll probably repost it so y'all can go see it again. It was up on my story, Radio, at Radio on Instagram. He makes a call, but if you go watch the video, B, his ass ain't even make a call. He just blew the whistle and called out the shot. He was so mad that athletically he had never been able to do anything like that in his life that it pissed him off. Ramsey might have been up big. He might have even figured it was showboating. I don't know what his motive was for making that call. However, there's no way you can be on the court with a black and white striped shirt and be capable of making a call that bad. What did he call? He don't even know. He just waved off the call. He just waved it off. When I posted the video, I had people hitting me up in the DM like, what call was made? I had to hit up Carrington and ask him. I'm like, yo, what call did he make? He said he called travel. Whoa. I thought he called a tech for showboating or something. That would have been better. That would have been better. It would have been still egregious, but it would have been better than travel. How can you travel by throwing the ball off the glass, going and catching? Your feet not even on the ground. 
So how in the world do we have a referee on the court that's capable of making a call that bad? That's unacceptable. I don't care what nobody say. That's one of the worst calls I have ever seen in basketball. Mm -hmm. That's one of the worst calls I have ever seen in high school basketball, that we have a referee on the court that can't fathom the athleticism of a player that can go make a play like that in the open court. No showboat, no nothing. Don't fall, run back. He blows the whistle. Man, the problem that I have with refereeing in the state of Alabama, and listen, we're just going to have to deal with this. These guys, for their careers, 95% of them, maybe 98 to 99% of them, work regular jobs. Facts. So here it is. You got a big-time game, uh, 7 p.m. on a Friday night, and I just did a 12-hour shift at Hyundai. <laughs> Facts. Now I got to come referee this game. Mm. Now I walk into the gym. I don't like the coach on the other side. Yeah. I don't like the building. But my manager pissed me off earlier. Some, something's going on. So I bring that energy into the gym. So my thing is, what are we going to do to make sure the guys that are actually involved in these games? Nothing. Oh, you ain't got to ask that question. I ain't going to let you finish. You're not going to let me finish? No. Nah, okay. They ain't going to do nothing. <laughs> Shit. They don't even have – they just now giving full-time referees in the NFL. We ain't going to do nothing. Mm. You know? Like, nothing. Here's my thing. I got a solution. What's the solution? Up the pay. Ooh. Have more qualifications needed. Mm. Because you can just grab anybody. Anybody. Anybody can be a referee. And their qualification happens, well, I'm going to let you do these junior high games first. Wait, man. Come on, man. Then I'm going to let you do these girls games. Come on, man. Then I'm going to let you do these JV games. Come on, man. Now I'm going to throw you in a varsity game. Come on, man. Listen, there's no requirements to be a referee. You don't even have to have watched basketball in your life. (laughs) Ever. You ain't never got to pick up a ball. You don't have to have a requirement to be a referee to ever have played the game of basketball. That's strong. Like, here's But we're out here trying to win state championships. We're in games where it's really on the line and we no, got a referee. Your competence yeah. matters. Man, yeah, indeed. Where the referee's competence matters in wins and losses. And how can we have referees on the floor that are unable to understand the rule book and what's going on on the court. Now, listen, we jump on our har- we harp on players all the time for three things: not knowing what time, score, and situation. Right. If you don't know time, score, and situation, we're on your butt. We're on you because you're on the court and you don't understand what's going on. And we're talking about from a coaching standpoint. We're talking people. about from a coaching coaches, standpoint. Coaches, coaches don't listen. We understand. We want our players. Right. And I, we talked about. I talked about this last week. Mm-hmm. Um, about. Coaches not knowing time scoring situation because okay. we had a coach for um what it's your boy he coached Paul Bryant uh Peck Love Peck Love Peck Love B I'm listen Peck Love see I hate B one here last week because y'all know I always say stuff wrong and he always corrects me when I say it wrong he wasn't here last week so I had forgot your boy name mm-hmm. Peck Love at Bryant High School yeah seventeen seconds into a game he tips off the game against Carver he wins the tip. They pump down. They have the ball. It, ball gets tipped. It's a loose ball. They jump on the floor for it. It's about to be a jump ball. Peck Love from the sideline calls. Timeout, timeout, timeout. Right. 17 seconds into a game. Right. How many timeouts do you get in the game? Five. Okay. 
17 seconds into the game, you're calling timeout from the sideline to save a possession. That you don't even have. That's not going to you. And you don't even score after the timeout. So you just wasted a timeout that can become crucial in the fourth quarter because you're so used to seeing a ball on the ground is yelling timeout. Well, you know, since we're talking about Peck Love. No, I don't want to talk about him. I don't want to <laughs> kill him. I don't want to kill him. Yeah. Listen, I'm just saying, we got we asking our players to say no time scoring situations. We're hoping coaches know time scoring situations. Yeah, yeah. We need to have competent referees. referees on the court that understand time score and situation. Right. Because my thing is, you know how they always say, hey, you make that call in the first quarter, you don't make that call at the end of the game. You got to swallow your whistle right there. Understand, that referee who saw that kid throw that ball off the backboard and dunk the basketball, I don't care if he traveled three times. You swallow your whistle right there. It's time scoring situation. The game was a blowout. It wasn't like it was making a difference in the game. So why are you blowing your whistle to not even make a call? You don't even know the call you're making. You just blew the whistle and then call something. So my thing is, man, let's put competent referees on the court. Now, listen, I know some competent referees. I know some. There's some good ones out there. There's some really good ones out there. And I can call them by name, but I ain't finna give them no shot. I'm just kidding. But we'll talk about them later on. But we could, I know some competent referees. But a lot of those guys are moving to the next level. Thank you. So we're missing them in our game. That's they're what I'm saying. They're going to junior college game. They're going to Division One game. They're, they're moving up. Just like we were talking about earlier. When we say players go to the next level, coaches want to go to the next level, referees want to go to the next level. Referees don't coach on the shot clock. Mm. So listen, everything that we do here in Alabama for the high school basketball right now, people, is wrong. We're not playing basketball the way it's played throughout the country. No, I take that. Throughout the world, we're not playing that brand of basketball. What are we going to do about that? So my point is, we got to get confident referees. Is it something that we should have referees go through a training program? Not what I see. Now, listen, I, we, me and you in gyms all the time, B. We're in gyms all the time. And we'll be in a gym, and it'll be a referee association that will come in to work in that particular gym, right? They'll come in, and they'll stand in there and watch us go through our thing. And we'll have the opportunity to talk to them, like, hey, what you think about that move? Is, is that a travel? What would you call on this? What would you call when they do this? What is your thoughts on it? We have those conversations with referees often, all right? Often. So my thing is, what do you think a solution is to have better referees? Should they have to go through a year training program, six months training program, whatever it may be before you actually put a whistle in their hand and put them in a regulation game? I think the biggest thing you said, just to get the involvement up, raise the pay. Man, 35 you know, bucks. Bring, bring the pay up you know, so people can really feel like when I get off my job, I can go out to this basketball game and, and, and get involved in something and be involved and, you know, make some more of a living versus just getting a little side money. Hey, listen, it make it the incentive. Right. Give them something. Boost the pain. Right. Give them some more money. Like everybody love more money. Listen, let me ask you a question. If um if you did if somebody Ooh. offered you more money, would you uh would you do a better job than would you well I mean I'm not saying do a better job. Would you work a little bit harder? Man, I would work harder, but you know, and, and this is a different conversation for a different day, but because I was involved in high school basketball at that level, man, you got to pay these referees too now. So when you start looking at a basketball game, and, you, and, and we talked about this earlier in some of those uh, early podcasts that we had, attendance. 
attendance helps pay the bills for the referees that you're bringing into the building. So it's a trickle effect. You know, if, if you're going to pay more to the referees, you got to do something to get more bodies into the gym to watch these games. And that's tough, man. That's like you said. That's that's another. So conversation. that's just a trick. Yeah, that's just a different conversation. But you know, I'm I'm with raising the pay because I think the referees will do a better job. But with raising pay, now basketball coaches, ads, everybody's gonna start looking at their bottom line and trying to see if I can really afford this. Mm. You finna make me go off. I'm telling you, that's no, just no, part. No. That's part of it. You gonna make me go off? That's part of it. Because I talked about this a little bit last week too. Yeah. Don't give me that. Can you afford it? Yeah. You can afford what you want. If it's something you want to pay for, you're going to find the money for it. And guess what? Like I said last week, this is not something we want. This is something we need. Right. We need more competent referees. We need the shot clock. Like I say, if if it's a problem about money, how? It's a play clock at every doggone football field in the state of Alabama. Every football field you go to going to have a play clock. Every single one of them. All right? So my thing is, if you can pay for certain things, you can pay to have better referees. Send them to training. Listen, Alabama, start a referee association, not just these separate associations. Start a conglomerate where you can bring all the referees and y'all got to go through training every year. You do it for the coaches. The coaches have to do it. Every year there's a coaching clinic that you have to attend and you have to take these classes on what the dragonfly and all this other type of stuff. Where the dragonfly at for the referees? Right. Like, you're making coaches and players go through. Listen, but the ones who are making clutch key decisions, because I don't care what you want to think, the referees are just as much as part of this game as the coaches and the players. Man, equally as much. Exactly. It's a third each of them. It's one third to every piece of that. It's the coach got a third, the player got a third, the, the referee got the other third. So my thing is, why not have competent referees that are refereeing these games? And I'm not saying that we don't have some. I'm just saying we got a lot of them that's bad. Very. It's a lot of them that's very bad. And I'm going to tell you, man, uh, B, I remember when we hit the uh, sub-regional uh, two years ago. When we were at Lanier, we hit the sub-regional. We were playing Dothan. Who we played, Dothan or? It, it had to be Northview. Dothan. It was last year Northview. No, Northview. It was okay. the last year of the school yeah, before yeah. they combined. Got you. Got we you. were playing Northview. And it was a skinny referee, man, that came up. We had never seen him before. We had never, he had never ref that game. I didn't know him. And, you know, they kind of bring guys from different associations during the sub-regions. Well, as you yeah. move up through those playoffs, right. you're getting the best right. of the best. Of course. Like those are, so, like, when you see guys refereeing state championship games, those are the best – supposedly the best referees that we have to offer in the state of Alabama. Exactly. This guy came up, man, and his first call pissed me off so bad. But I was mad, but I wasn't mad because it, that call hadn't been called all year because it was the right call. It was the right call, but it hadn't been called all year because we had incompetent refs that didn't make the call. Mm. He made that call, and I was like, oh, pissed me off because it was against us. Right. It was the right call. Man, that referee turned out to be awesome. We need more like him. I don't remember his name. I don't even know if he's still refing. But he could ref. He knew what he was doing. And guess what? That same year, I went to the state championships. Guess who I saw on the court? Oh, you saw him? I saw him. Okay. I saw him. So, everybody going to be like, oh, that's just your homeboy. That's your guy. That's, that's your guy. That's why you're saying it. Gerard Warren is a really good referee. 
and I'm not saying he makes the best calls. Because <laughs> he made something against us yeah. that just drove me insane. But I'm not saying he makes the best calls. But he works on his craft, That's man. what I'm saying. He actually cares about refereeing. Right. He works on what he does. He, he gets in shape. He, thank you. Yeah. Now, you'll catch draw it out getting it. Shakespeare getting it in. Yeah, working. Working, but so he can be in shape to do his job. Yeah. That's why he's getting love from junior colleges, and, and, and that's why he's moving up that ladder of the referee game. Exactly. But my thing is, I'm not – listen, when I say I'm judging referees, I'm not judging referees off the particular calls they make. I'm judging that one referee off that one particular call, yeah. but I'm not judging them off the calls they make. I'm judging them off what they put into their craft. What Do they know the game? Do they understand the rules that they're trying to implement in the game? Do they work outside of the game when they ref? Some just ref come pick up that $35 and go home. And and the ones who give you dialogue. When you're when you're a coach and you're over there going back and forth with the referee and 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 we're talking and you make a bad call and you come to, you know, first of all come talk to me. Right. You know, let let me know you hear me. You know, be man enough to stand beside me and tell me, "You know what? Whatever you tell me. Give me something." But hey. the, but don't come to me with the fluff. And, and a lot the, of them come with the fluff. A lot of, like I said, I said it earlier, they be emotional. Yeah, man, you can't be emotional. Like you gotta take as a referee, you gotta take emotion out. Like you can't, you can't be in, be an emotional because somebody didn't said something to you hurt your feelings. Like and and like you said, be man enough to say I made a. Listen, I even talked to Carrington Kill. He did say this to me. He said the referee reached out to him after the game and apologized for the bad call. But don't don't talk to me after the fact. Don't do that. Don't do that. Like, I'm going to tell you one thing I hate the most. I hate the rule in the NBA where after a game they come out with the report. I don't even know if they do it anymore. They were doing it one or two years ago. They came out with the 10-something the after-game report. That was the worst thing. Oh, we missed 10 calls this game. We should have made this call when we made this call. And this call but it, 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 you're not going back to change the, the factor of the game. Man, you killed the game. Right. You're not going to go back and change the outcome. So if you're not going to go back and change the outcome, don't come to me apologizing. My thing is make the competent call first. But like we said, you know, it happens in real time. Facts. So – we we got to give the benefit of the doubt somewhat to the referees, but if we're going to do that on our end, you guys got to make sure on your end you're being accountable and doing what you need to do to be at the top of your game and not just come get your $35 and walk out of the gym. You expect us to be ready to go play. You expect us to practice. Like, you don't see a basketball team that doesn't practice, okay? They're not going to go into a game without practice. Yeah, I'm getting my AI on. But listen, you're not going to do that. So how can a referee that's coming in to ref that game come in without practice? And I'm going to tell you, it's a couple of associations out there. Uh, they still call it Capital City? Yeah, I think it's still Capital City. They be working. Big Joe. Big Joe, they be working. You know what I mean? Like, you see them in the gym. Now, once they get in the game, it's a totally different story. But you see them in the gym working. So when they make a bad call, you know what I do as a, as a coach? I, listen, I'm going to respect it. Hey, man, I know you're doing your work. You just missed that one. Now, when you come over here and talk to me, I'm going to tell you you missed it. You're going to owe me one. And I ain't saying make up the call. I'm saying make up the call. Right. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Like, make it right. Make it right. And be like I say, be approachable. Be, be able to be talked to by a coach because you are human. You make mistakes. I'm going to make a wrong call. My player's going to make a turnover. They're going to do – it's going to be mistakes made. We get that. My thing is the mistake that a referee makes can 
it can really change the outcome of a game more so than a mistake that a coach can make. I can call the wrong play, and the co- kid can still throw the ball up and it go in. And the thing about the referees is, from a coaching standpoint, if you get a tech or something, you got to sit down. Hmm. Can't can't stand up the rest of the game. Like there are, there are no consequences for referees. Nah, hell no, nah. hell no. Nah. You understand what I'm saying? So nah, so they really hold all the cards, right? That's what I'm saying. That's why we. That's why they need to be competent, right? That's why they have to be competent. Yeah. Because there's nothing that happens to them. They can make a bad call, and guess what? Walk right out of that gym, go home. Right. And guess what? My season's over with because of the bad call you made. Right. So my thing is, they, they, it has to be some competence by referees, man. And it, it, it's a way to do it. I'm sure it is. It's a way to do it. Is Alabama willing to do that? Is the Alabama High School Athletic Association? Boy, I'm telling you, I see why they won't come talk to us, B. Because every week we talk about them. <laughs> every week we talk about them. I see why they won't come talk. Somebody to us. need to come say something. Somebody, man, just come holler at us because I mean, isn't that what this is all about? Healthy dialogue. Healthy dialogue. But if you keep not, if you keep avoiding me, I'm gonna start bashing you, and I'm gonna bash you and bash you until you gotta come to me. Till you just be like, hey, man, you gotta stop talking. To I me. mean, that's what social media does. Hey, that's they what make you talk to they them. Make you talk to them. So I'm not even bashing Alabama High School Athletic Association because we're I'm, from Alabama. Yeah, I'm looking for you to improve. You have improvements that can be made that can help out high school basketball. It's improvements that can be made to help out the game. Make them. They ain't hurting you. Like, what are they? What is it to you to make those changes? What is it to you to make those changes? And if it's any high school coach out there, any high school coach out there that disagrees with a shot clock and more competent referees, they don't need to be coaching basketball. They don't need to be coaching basketball because guess what? We need competent coaches too. But coaches aren't going to say what they need to say all the time. No. They're not going to say it. And and see, you're not going to get changed though. You you got to have somebody that's saying, you know what, we're going to stand up as a coaches association and say, we need this change. Wait, listen, where are the coaches screaming from the hilltops for a shot clock? I'm gonna tell you who uh put up a tweet the other day that uh I was I was uh somebody reposted and tagged me in it. Our girl, a BWBA alum, Marquez Webb. What she put up, coach? She puts up Alabama needs a shot clock. Bad. That's the I I paraphrase her quote, but that's what it was about. It was the same, it was the day after we dropped. Episode nine. Okay. We dropped on Monday. She made this tweet on Tuesday. My guy, DC Cortland, one of the best writers, one of the best content. Listen, evaluators in the state of Alabama. Yeah, he works. DC works. Yeah, he's out there. DC hit me up, tagged me in the um in the post saying, What y'all think, Alabama? I know what Coach Highball thinks. I know what he thinks. What do y'all think? And that was somebody who came up under there and said, I disagree. And I asked them why, and they never came back to say why. Mm-hmm. But she put that up, bro. She put that up. So it's just a coincidence that we talking about this one day, the next day, uh, and she is an assistant coach. At, I think she's at Mercer. Yeah, that's where she's at. She's at Mercer. Yeah. She's an assistant coach at Mercer. Is. So my thing is this is a, a, a Division One college basketball coach who played Division One basketball at Vanderbilt, was an All-American at Hoover from Montgomery. For her to be on a college staff, 
making a tweet on a Tuesday about shot clock in high school basketball. You know why she's saying that? Because she's recruiting these players. Talk to me, man. And she wants players coming in ready-made. Ready-made. having to teach. Talk to me, man. And listen, we're going to teach, but we need to teach you college basketball, not how to play under a shot clock. Man, talk. She said that because she's from the state. She played here in the state. She's now recruiting the state. And she's probably getting players on the campus from here that she's having to be like, oh, my God. How do you not know this? How can you not do this? But then she thinks about it. They don't play with a damn shot clock. Mm-hmm. We having to come in and teach these kids something totally different. That's tough. That's not easy to do. But for a college coach to put up a tweet like that, it's telling you, what are you doing, Alabama? But uh, this, this is this. I know it's been on the agenda before. People talking about shot clocks, maybe trying to get that done. And uh, like you said, man, you made a lot of sense. Football, shot clock. So if football can get it done, basketball can get it done. We just have to make a conscious effort to get it done. You better get it done. (laughs) You better get it done. Because my thing is, it is needed. It is needed. Yeah, man, she put the wet. It was on five days ago. Yeah, five days ago. So that was what? December the 15th. And that was what? Tuesday, wasn't it? 14th. 14th. 14th for Susan? Yep, Tuesday. So she put it up Wednesday. Okay. She put it up Wednesday. She said, says, high school basketball, listen, needs in capital letters, needs a shot clock immediately. That's a college coach talking. That ain't just the, uh, the uh, radio guy here talking. This ain't just the evaluator here talking. This is a college coach talking that is out here to recruit our student athletes. So what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? What are we going to do to have, to get a shot clock and to have more comp- competent refs? What are we going to do? What's y'all decision? Hit me, hit, listen, me and Chill, we, we sit here, we talk about it. We letting y'all know, we, listen, we're making, we're giving you the thought provoking th- topics. We're making you think about things. So after we say it and you think about it, what are we going to do? What's the change? How are we going to make it happen? How are we going to implement it? Now, listen, if they put me and him in charge, we know what to do to implement it. But we need the Alabama High School Athletic Association to come holler at us. We need y'all to holler at them. Hit them up. Let them know your thoughts. Let them know what you want. Y'all pay for it. Coaches, hit them up. Hey, listen, every coach should be standing from his pulpit screaming, can we get a shot clock? Every high school coach should be standing from their pulpit screaming, we need to have more competent refs. But y'all ass got to get more competent too, coaches. You can't be calling no timeout 17 seconds into a game from the sideline to save possession that you don't score on. It's not even your ball. You're not even, listen, you calling a timeout to save possession that you didn't even score on. So my thing is we need competence around the board. All the way around the board needs to be, it needs to be improved. That's just a fact. That's a that's a dead bone F-A-C-T. No other way to put it. No other way to put it. But man, um, we're gonna move along, man. Uh 
jump into our last thing we want to talk about tonight. And it is matchups. And I'm going to tell you what angle I want to go with this, chill. Because we ain't talk about this before. Here's where I want to go with this. Where the competition at? Where's the competition at? Like, where are the guys that want to compete? And when I say want to compete, here's what I mean. When we dropped the uh, 2024 eyeball lottery rankings, we had two guys on there, number six and number seven. Number six is Jamaica Adair from Carver Montgomery. Number seven, Caleb White from Pinson Valley High School. Now, those were the two most controversial um, people included on the eyeball lottery rankings for 2024. Everybody was talking about who was better. Should Caleb be ahead of Jamaica? Is Jamaica ahead of Caleb? Are both of them ranked way too high? Are both of them ranked way too low? That was the major conversation. That was the major conversation. So now, this Wednesday, December 22nd in Birmingham, mm-hmm. we finally get Jamaica Adair versus Caleb White. So all y'all going to sit back. Oh, I ain't going to say y'all. All the others going to sit back and say, oh, no. It's Pinson Valley versus Carver Montgomery. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Yeah. It's Pinson Valley versus Carver Montgomery if they make it to Birmingham. All right? <laughs> now, if, if they playing for a state championship, yeah, I give you Carver versus Pinson. But on this show, what we talk about, we evaluators. This game right here to me, baby, is Jamaica Adair versus Caleb White. Yep. Who going to step up? Who going to step up and show that they're that guy? Who's going to step up and show they're that deal? Are they going to take this personal? And everybody, I already know the naysayers going to come at me. Be They're going to say, uh, you don't want to make it about them. It's a team sport. Man, shut the hell up. I want to see somebody go out there and be a killer. I want to see somebody go out there and do what they need to do to help their team win. And if being a killer is what you do that helps your team win, can you go do that? And not only do that, do that to the person that is directly in the conversation with you. Ain't y'all competing for them same scholarships? Man, competing. Competition. That's what it's all about, man. This ain't about no love. Don't hate no love. We 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 but as a society, man, we try to we we talk about competition. But we try to take competition out of the equation a lot of times, oh, especially when it comes to sports. Oh, man. We want to be, say the right thing, guy, do the right, you know what I'm saying? Right. We we really kill competition a lot of times when it comes to sports. Participation trophy. Yeah. And yeah. I ain't, listen, listen, listen. I grew up in it and I ain't trying to kill him, but the why did that? Yeah. The why did that? So now you got to understand, and the reason I say they did that because those kids that came up in that era and came up through that system, they're not those kids we're talking about. So everybody get a participation trophy. That's what they want. So they ain't out there competing. You know, everybody plays two quarters. Yeah. Everybody gets a trophy. Right. Yeah, man, that, that, that's, that's not teaching real-world activities. At, not at all. So my thing is we have these two sophomores. Yeah. That are highly touted in the state of Alabama going head-to-head. Who better? Who's but listen, and it's a question that we talk about weekly. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. And, and, and I'm not talking about asking these questions to 
your your fan, your 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 group of people, because of course your group of people are going to say you're the best. I'm talking about numbers. Yeah. Thank you, B. Say it again. Numbers. We're talking about numbers. And head to head, this should be a really good matchup because I'm gonna tell you, Adair puts the ball in the basket at a very high clip. Caleb, he coming at you. But Caleb White puts the ball in the basket at a very high clip. Caleb had 34 the other night. I can't wait to see this basketball game. Caleb had – and listen, not only are they – they're going to guard each other. Right. They play the same position. You should. It, you better. This game should be circled on your calendar. Listen, if Caleb White and Jamaica Adair step on the court and they're not guarding each other, uh-huh. hey, listen, I'm going to Coach Barber. I'm going to Coach Jeff. I'm going to Coach Pat. At I'm the co- half. I'm at the half. At the half. I ain't coming here to see this. I came in here to see them two boys go ahead there. Listen, both of them, and they hit me up talking about one was better than the other when I ranked one ahead of the other. Don't hit me up saying that if that ain't what it is. Put them on the court together. Let's see it. Because if you plan on winning state championships, those guys are going to carry you. They better. If if if, if you say Caleb White's better than Jermichael Ada, you better show me. If Jermichael Ada is better than Caleb, you better show me. You let, Not only me and B. But it's going to be so many eyes on that game. It's going to be college coaches with eyes on that game. 4.30, December 22nd. In Birmingham. Birmingham, crossplex. Come on, man. What's multiple, what they call that thing? The Hooverette. Is that what they calling that? I don't know. They calling the Birmingham crossplex. The Birmingham crossplex. I don't know what the hell that's. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. I ain't never been to the crossplex unless it's something I don't know about. But listen, I'm telling you, I'm going to see that matchup. Oh, I'm going to be in the building. I want to see that I am particularly coming in the building to see Jamaica Adair go at Caleb White and vice versa. I think I might put my feet on the wood just to see what's being said. Because I'm talking. Because if you're not going at him, I'm going to let you know. He killing you. <laughs> Guard him. Stop going off him. Guard him. You're right. I want to see y'all go at it. Because my thing is when you have the level of competition that high, guess what's going to happen? You're going to lead your team to a victory. And that's what it's all about. It's about leading your team to a victory. And guess what? If you go for 14 and your team loses, that's your fault. You should have went for 34 to help your team win. Right. That's what we're losing. We're losing that. We're not talking about go out there and be selfish and go one-on-one. No, we're talking about go out there and do what you got to do to help your team win. And helping your team win is doing what? Getting buckets for those two players. Right. Those two players are bucket getters. If they don't score, their team's probably not going to win. But, 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 and listen, I agree totally with what you're saying. And you know the great thing about this basketball game that's going to happen? Both of those guys have sidekicks. Oh, yeah. I don't even care about that, though, B. I feel you. I'm not even caring about that. I have a direct look at two kids in the same class that is ranked in the eyeball lottery rankings. Jamaica six Adis is six. Caleb White is seven. And the whole time I didn't hurt, I heard we heard flat from that. I want to see it. I got we were supposed to get it early in the year. Yeah, and Park they Crawford. cheated us. Yeah, we got cheated. We got cheated out of it because they kept messing with Jamaica. Leave the boy alone. Let the boy play. We're going to talk about that. And if not the next episode, the episode after that, we're going to talk about that also. We're going right back at Alabama High School Athletic Association talking about these old bogus rules they got. All these bogus – I ain't going to go there right now because they got them bogus rules about can you transfer and can you move, all that type stuff. So we're going to go there in, the, in one or two episodes. We'll be there. So hang out with us. But right now I'm trying to see Caleb White and Jamaica Adair go head-to-head. Yeah, it's going down. It's definitely going down. And listen, we're going to be in the building. Feet on the wood, I got to see it. 
And I'm going to give you my opinion because, as y'all know, at Eyeball and Guard Your Man, we are evaluators. We're not recruiting analysts. We're former coaches. So we don't coach no more. We evaluate. If a coach calls me and B, you know what they're they calling us for? They're calling us to see, can that kid play on our, on our level? He's not going to call me and say who else recruiting him because I don't know. Hell, I don't even know you recruiting. What does it even matter? I don't care. I don't care who's who's. I don't care if he got 36 offers. I wouldn't know one school. But I'm going to tell you like this. If somebody come to me and say, oh, he got an offer from so-and-so, I'm like, he can't play there. I'm like, oh, yeah, he can play there. That's what we do. We evaluate. We evaluate. So I'm going in the building to evaluate. So if I'm going in the gym to evaluate, I'm going in there. I want to see them go at it. That's going to be my best evaluation. But, man, isn't that what it's all about when you're Period. a player and you got a name? Period. Man, the basketball court is your stage. Show up. Show out. Period. This is what you're here for. The people came to see you. Be worth the price of admission. <laughs> Don't let me come to a basketball game, pay 7 to $10, and you have five points. Oh, my God. And then I'm supposed to give you some love. He, oh, he had a bad game. No, he ain't. Man, go dumb. Listen. If you go to a game that I'm at and I see you and you have five points, guess who you are to me? Five points. I don't want to hear from somebody else, oh, man, he went for this. Listen, just like I talked about last week with Dothan, their guard play was horrible. Somebody hit me up and we talked about this, B. Oh, man, they were missing so many players, so they're better than what you saw. I don't care what you say they are. What I saw with my two eyes was not very good mm -hmm. that was not very good mm -hmm. so if they're better than that if i have an opportunity to because what the, what's the old saying being basketball you're only good is what your last game so if when i saw you that's what i saw that's how good you are so if we're in the gym and it's a big game and you show up you have five points guess who you are five points you can have 36 the next game but guess what? The Yo, lights when it's bright. Come on, man. You got to be able to do it when the lights get bright. You got to be able to. I'm putting pressure on this game. I'm putting major pressure on this game. I'm blow this game up. This is the biggest game of the state. It should be. This is the biggest game of the state. Pinson Valley versus Carver. Because both 6A schools. Yeah. Yeah. Both of them want to want to get to Birmingham. Yeah. Both of them have teams that could possibly maneuver their ways to Birmingham. Yeah. Yeah. Can we see it? Both of them have championship DNA. Both of them got champ. Listen, both of them got championships in the last five years. Yeah. Yeah. So can we show me some? The coaching staff, so both are, are our guys. We know them. We talk to them often. Off I'm gonna see Jeff tomorrow. I'm going to see Coach Jeff Johnson tomorrow. Coach Bob, I hit him all the time. That's your boy. Yeah. You was on the staff for a year. We're trying to see it. We want to know what's happening, man. We want to know. I, in our opinion, I know uh, I know our guy in Huntsville, uh, B. Elite, got his showcase going yeah, on. it's coming on. In Huntsville. I think yep. it's the 20th, 21st, 22nd also. Yeah, yeah, so he's yeah. going to have some games going on. He got yeah. great matchups. Not going. He got great matchups going on. Great matchups. So, so if you're in the Huntsville area, you can't make it down to Birmingham. I, I get it. Yeah, Montgomery. We ain't got nothing going on because we don't ever have nothing going on. <laughs> we always got to travel to go watch. So we are gonna be in Birmingham. So if you're in Montgomery, bring it behind the Birmingham. Come watch this game. 
This game needs to be packed out. It needs to be every videographer that is a videographer needs to be in the building to watch that game. And if you're not at that game, you need to be at B Lee's event. If you're not in if you're not in Birmingham, you better be in Huntsville. If you're not in Birmingham or Huntsville, don't call me talk about this is what you do. If if I can't call you and ask you what happened in Huntsville and you tell me what happened in Huntsville, you ain't this ain't what you do. Right. I guarantee my boy DC going to be somewhere. Yeah. I guarantee my boy DC gonna be somewhere. There's some more folks out yeah, there. Yeah, guys gonna be in the building. But like you said, man, let's pump this game up, man. That's what it's all about, man. We gotta, we gotta get some enthusiasm behind high school basketball. Get some enthusiasm behind these players. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. like, right. Really get this thing going because that's what it's all about. Got some really good talent here in the state of Alabama, man, and we gotta make sure that as fans and writers and coaches and people, we gotta get behind these players and make sure we're pushing. Pushing the Alabama players out there in front. Let's and, pump them. And guys, you got to show out when it's the time. When the lights get bright, man, you got to put on. Man, listen, let's let it's our job to pump them up. It's our job to pump them up. It's their jobs to show up. But they can't pump themselves. So let's pump them and let's show up for them. And when they get in there, be as good as advertised. Be as good as advertised. But B, man, we finna wrap it up. Oh, no doubt. Let's do it. We're going to wrap it up, man. Uh, this was a great episode, man. Hopefully we gave y'all some, some, some thought-provoking information, man, that, that's going to help you go home and listen to this tomorrow when it drops at 12 noon uh, on iBallRadio.com and all your streaming, po- wherever you get your podcast, man. Uh, when, it, when it drops and y'all listen to this, hit me up. Like I said last week, man, it's like we're saying, let's pump these kids up. Let's hype up high school basketball in the state of Alabama. Let's hype up the Eyeball Podcast. Find me somebody else who talking about it like we are. Find me somebody else who ain't afraid to bite their tongue and talk about it the way we are. If it's somebody out there, give them to me because I want to. I want to link with them. If it's somebody else out there that's doing what we do, hit me up and tell me. I'm trying to get with them because we need to have more conversations. And if it's more conversations, that means they got their own platform. That means it's people listening to them. We trying to get to them. It's people that listen to us. We need to get them our people to listen to them. We need to just blow up high school basketball. Don't y'all know that's why we do this every week? Don't y'all know that's why we created this platform? We're trying to put eyes, ears, know everything on high school basketball in the state of Alabama. And remember, we used to get accused of only doing this because we had an invested interest. Our invested interest gone, been gone, and we doing it, and we going harder. We're going harder for y'all, for all the student athletes in the state of Alabama. Now, if you do bad, I'm going to talk about your ass. But if you do good, I'm going to hit you up too. So listen, help us help them. And let's all get behind them and help them. Let's all get behind our student athletes in the state of Alabama and pump up high school basketball right here in the state. But with that being said, we finna dip out of here, man. We finna dip out of here, man. Uh, Chill Will, um... Oh, let me tell y'all a quick story. Man, how about I woke up this morning? I thought they had got me. What you mean? Thought they had my Facebook. Oh, boy, they got me. I know they got you. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah, they got me. Listen, I was scared to do anything because it popped up and was like, man, somebody tried to log in. You need to do this, to do, do, do. I was like, nah. I told my wife, I was like, nah, that's the setup. They get you to go through this setup right here, and that's how they get you. To get they, your information. Yeah, because they tried to hack you and couldn't get in. Mm-hmm. So they just re- tried to do a reset of your password or something. Mm-hmm. So they make you go in. So let me tell you what I did. Instead of doing that first, I'm going to reset my password first. 
and then did that. Got back in. Okay. I got back in. Y'all jokers tried to get me, but you couldn't get me. I'm Ali. I'm Ali, man. But uh, other than that, man, that was just, I said that lead into the social media. Give me your social media, be telling where they can find you. Well, you can find me on IG at chillwell334, and you can find me on Twitter at CoachB334. My uh, Facebook will be back up within the next week, man. You know, I've just been trying to figure out how we how we going to approach this thing, but I'll be back within the week. You're going to come back, huh? I'm mm-hmm. coming all the way we back. We ain't paying, so whoever got it, we ain't paying. You can. Oh, yeah. You can have that you one. You can have that one, You can pimp. have that one. You can have a picture. All you up, can have that. All up, yeah, pimp. Yeah, You can have it. Yeah. But we straight over here. But y'all already know, man, y'all can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Eyeball Radio. Instagram and Twitter also on Instagram and Twitter at Underscore real talk teeth. Hey, listen, last week I gave out the wrong uh, 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 eyeball stuff. It's not underscore eyeball, it's just at eyeball radio. All right, just at eyeball radio, Instagram and Twitter at underscore real talk tees, Instagram and Twitter, and on Twitter at coach underscore eyeball. Also, man, go to eyeballradio.com, man. Click on the podcast link, click on the store link, click on the guard your man link. I told y'all, guard your man, the nonprofit organization. We are working, man. We have great, great things coming up. From our nonprofit organization, man, we're partnering with some really great people and really great companies. So, man, y'all tap into that. Like I say, if you are out there in the world and you want to get in, and you have an invest a non-investing interest or an invested interest in helping nonprofits and putting on programs, call us. See what we got going on. See if this is something that you would like to be a part of. Because I'm telling you, as it grows, it's only going to get bigger and bigger, and we want everybody to be a part of it. So make sure you tap in with Guard Your Man Nonprofit Eyeball LLC. Um, go to eyeballradio.com. Like I say, click on the podcast, click on the store, go buy all your gear, all your eyeball gear from the eyeball radio store on eyeballradio.com. Also, go to realtalktees.bitcartel.com. Get all your real talk tees gear. You can also get all of your eyeball gear there, also, man. So tap in with all of our stuff, man. We got a lot going on. Y'all already know we working for y'all. We talking for y'all. So if we talking for y'all, Tell somebody else to come listen to us so we can blow it up even bigger, man. B, but we out of here, man. Tell them something. Move with a purpose. Move with a purpose, man. Y'all already know. They call me coach because I teach you how to ball. Until next week, we out. Peace. Peace.